Maurice saved them. He cried out, look at me. He pretended to fall over. He rubbed his rump and sat on the twister so that he fell on the grass. He clowned badly. But Percival and the others noticed and uh, sniffed and laughed. Presently, they were all laughing so absurdly that the biggins joined in. Jack was the first to make himself heard. He had not got the conscience that spoke against the rules, but nobody minded. And what about the beast? Something strange was happening to Percival. He yawned and staggered so that Jack seized and shook him. Where does the beast live? Percival sagged in Jack's grip. That's a clever beast, said Biggie, jeering, if it can hide on this island. Jack's been everywhere. Where could a beast live? Beast my foot. Percival muttered something, and the assembly laughed again. Ralph leaned forward. What does he say? Jack listened to Percival's answer and then let go. Percival, released, surrounded by the comfortable presence of humans, fell on the long grass and went to sleep. Jack cleared his throat and then reported casually. He says the beast comes out of the sea. The last laugh died away. Ralph turned involuntarily, a black humped figure against the lagoon. The assembly looked with him, considered the vast stretches of water, the high sea beyond, unknown indigo, infinite possibility, heard silently the soul laughter, or the soul and whisper from the reef. Marie spoke so loudly that they jumped. Daddy said they haven't found all the animals in the sea yet. Argument started again. Ralph held out the glimmering conch and Maurice took it obediently. The meeting subsided. I mean, when Jack says you can be frightened because people are frightened anyway, that's all right. But when he says there's only pigs on this island, I expect he's right, but he doesn't know, not really. Not certainly, I mean. Maurice took a breath. My daddy says there's things. What do you call them that make ink? Squids that are hundreds of yards long and eat whales whole. He paused again and laughed gaily. I don't believe in the beast, of course, as Piggy says. Life scientific, but we don't know, do we? Not certainly, I mean. Someone shouted, a squid couldn't come up out of the water. Could, couldn't. So kind of like before, Maurice brings up the idea of, oh, well, you know, if there is a giant monster, it could be this. Not that it is this, but it totally could be. And it's this, it's scaring the kids again, you know? I don't believe in the beast, but it could be a giant squid that murders you. Not helping Maurice. In the moment, the platform was full of arguing, gesticulating shadows. To Ralph, seated, this seemed the breaking up of sanity. Fear, beast, no general agreement that the fire was all important. And when one tried to get things straight, the argument sheared off, bringing a fresh, unpleasant matter. He could see a whiteness in the gloom near him, so he grabbed it from Maurice and blew as loudly as he could. The assembly was shocked into silence. Simon was close to him, laying hands on the conch. Simon felt a perilous necessity to speak. But to speak in an assembly was a terrible thing to him. So the meeting goes off track. But what does Ralph do? Blows the conch, baby. Authority. Order. Setting it up. Maybe, he said hesitantly, maybe there is a beast. The assembly cried out savagely and Ralph stood up in amazement. You, Simon? You believe in this? I don't know, said Simon. His heart beaks were choking him. But the storm broke. Sit down. Shut up. Take the conch. Sod you. Shut up. Ralph shouted, hear him, he's got the conch. What I mean is, maybe it's only us. Nuts! That was from Piggy, shocked out of the corner. Simon went on, we could be sort of. Simon became inarticulate in his effort to express mankind's essential illness. Inspiration came to him. What's the dirtiest thing there is? In answer, Jack, as an answer, Jack dropped into the uncomprehending silence that followed it. The one crude, expressive syllable. Ralph, er, <laughs> release was immense. 
Those little ones who had climbed on, back on the twister fell off again and did not mind. The hunters were screaming with delight. Simon's effort fell about him in ruins. The laughter beat him cruelly, and he shrank away defenseless to his seat. At last, the assembly was silent again. Someone spoke out of turn. So Simon's trying to articulate what he means by the beast. You know, maybe it's only us. We could be the beast if... And then he tries to think, what's the, what's the worst thing? What's the dirtiest word? And Jack is throwing back a joke about the poop in your pants, right? So you can imagine when Simon says, what's the dirtiest thing there is? You can imagine a four-letter word that Jack would yell out to make everyone start laughing and freak out, right? That's the one, but in a different, different letters for poop. Sugar. That's right. Ralph lifted the conch and peered into the gloom. The lightest thing was the pale beach. Certainly the little ones were nearer. Yes, there was no doubt about it. They were huddled in a, into a tight knot of bodies in the central, central grass. A flurry of wind made the palms talk, and the noise seemed very loud now that the darkness and silence made it so noticeable. The two gray trunks rubbed each other uh, with an evil speaking that no one had noticed by day. Piggy took the conch out of his hands. His voice was indignant. I don't believe in no ghosts. Who are you going to call? Auto Nation. I don't believe in no ghosts, ever. Jack was up, too, uncountably angry. Who cares what you believe, fatty? I got the conch. There was a sound of a brief tussle, and the conch moved to and fro. You give me the conch back. Ralph pushed between them and got a thump on the chest. He wrestled the conch from someone and sat down breathlessly. There's too much to talk about ghosts. Uh, we ought to have left this for daylight. A hushed and anonymous voice broke in. Perhaps that's what the beast is, a ghost. The assembly was shaken as by a wind. There's too much talking out of turn, Ralph said. Because we can't have proper assemblies if you don't stick to the rules. He stopped again. The careful plan of this assembly had broken down. What do you want me to say then? I was wrong to call this assembly so late. We'll have a vote on them, on ghosts I mean. And then go to the shelters because we're all tired. No, Jack, is it? Wait a minute. I'll say here and now that I don't believe in ghosts. Well, I don't think I do. But I don't like the thought of them. Not now, that is, in the dark. But we were going to decide on what's what. He raised the conch for a moment. Very well, then. I suppose what's what is whether there are ghosts or not. He thought for a moment, formulating the question. Who thinks there may be ghosts? For a long time, there was silence and no apparent movement. Then Ralph peered into the gloom and made out the hands. He spoke flatly. I see. So this meeting was trying to like set everything straight and give, get everyone on like the right path. And now they're voting on if ghosts are real. This meeting is not going well. The world, that understandable and lawful world, was slipping away. Once there was this and that, and now, and, and the ship had gone. The conch was snatched from his hands and Piggy's voice trilled. I didn't vote for no ghosts, he whirled around on the assembly. Remember that, all of you. They heard him stamp. What are we, humans or animals or savages? What's grown-ups going to think? Going off, hunting pigs, letting fires out? And now, the shadow fronted him contemptuously. You shut up, you fat slug. There was a moment's struggle, and the glimmering conch jigged up and down. Ralph leapt to his feet. Jack, Jack, you haven't got the conch, let him speak. Jack's face swam near him. And you shut up, who are you anyway, sitting there telling people what to do? You can't hunt, you can't sing. I'm chief, I was chosen. Why should choosing make any difference? Just giving orders that don't make any sense? Piggy's got the conch. That's right. Favorite Piggy as you always do. Jack! Jack's voice sounded in bitter mimicry. Jack! Jack! 
The rules, shouted Ralph. You're breaking the rules. Who cares? Ralph summoned his wits. Because the rules are the only thing we've got. But Jack was shouting against him. Bollocks to the rules. We're strong. We hunt. If there's a beast, we'll hunt it down. We'll close in and beat and beat and beat. He gave a wild whoop and leapt down to the pale sand. At once, the platform was full of noise and excitement, scrambling, screams, and laughter. The assembly shredded away and became a discursive and random scatter from the palms to the water and away along the beach, beyond night sight. Ralph found his cheek touching the conch and took it from Piggy. What's grown-ups going to say, cried Piggy again. Look at him! The sound of mock hunting, hysterical laughter, and real terror came from the beach. Blow the conch, Ralph! Piggy was so close that Ralph could see the glint in his one glass. That's the fire. Can't they see? Or there's the fire. Can't they see? You gotta be tough now. Make him do what you want. Ralph answered in the cautious voice of one who rehearses a theorem. If I blow the conch and they don't come back, then we've had it. We shan't keep the fire going. We'll be like animals. We'll never be rescued. If you don't blow, we'll soon be animals anyway. I can't see what they're doing, but I can hear. The dispersed figures had come together on the sand and were a dense black mass that revolved. They were chanting something, and little ones that had had enough were staggering away, howling. Ralph raised the conch to his lips and lowered it. Trouble is, are there ghosts, Piggy? Or beasts? Of course there aren't. Why not? Because things wouldn't make sense. Houses and streets and TV, they wouldn't work. The dancing, chanting boys had worked themselves away till their sound was nothing but a wordless rhythm. But suppose they don't make sense, not here, on this island. Supposing things are watching us and waiting. Ralph shuddered violently and moved closer to Piggy, so that they bumped frighteningly. You stop talking like that. We got enough trouble, Ralph. I've had as much as I can stand. If there is ghosts, I ought to give up being chief. Hear him? Oh, Lord, oh, no. Piggy gripped Ralph's arm. If Jack was chief, he'd have all hunting and no fire. We'd be here till we died. His voice ran up to a squeak. Who's that sitting there? Me, Simon. Fat lot of good we are, said Ralph. Three blind mice. Don't give up. If you give up, said Piggy in an appalled whisper, what had happened to me? Nothing. He hates me. I don't know why. If he could do what he wanted, you're all right. He respects you. Besides, you'd hit him. You're having a nice fight with him just now. I had the conch, said Piggy simply. I had a right to speak. Simon stirred in the dark. Go on being chief. You shut up, young Simon. Why couldn't you say there wasn't a beast? I'm scared of him, said Piggy. And that's why I know him. I know if you're scared of someone, you hate him, but you can't stop thinking about him. You kid yourself he's all right. And then when you see him again, it's like asthma and you can't breathe. I tell you what, he hates you too, Ralph. Me? Why me? I don't know. You got him over the fire. And you're chief, and he isn't. But he's he's Jack Maridou. I've been in bed so much I've done some thinking. I know about people. I know about me and him. He can't hurt you. But if you stand out of the way, he'd hurt the next thing. That's me. Piggy's right, Ralph. There's you and Jack. Go on being chief. We're all drifting and things are going rotten. At home, there wasn't. There was always a grown-up. Please, sir. Please, miss. And then you got an answer. How I wish. I wish my auntie was here. I wish my father. Ah, oh, what's the use? Keep the fire going. The dance was over and the hunters were going back to the shelters. Grown-ups know things, said Piggy. They ain't afraid of the dark. They'd meet and have tea and discuss. Then things would be all right. They wouldn't set fire to the island or lose. They'd build a ship. The three boys stood in the darkness, striving unsuccessfully to convey the majesty of adult life. They wouldn't quarrel, or break my specs, or talk about a beast. If only they could get a message to us, cried Ralph desperately. If only they could send us something grown up, a sign or something. A thin wail out of the darkness chilled them, and set them grabbing for each other. 
Then the wail rose, remote and unearthly, and turned into an inarticulate gibbering. Percival Weymouth Madison of the vicarage, Harcourt St. Anthony, lying in the long grass, was living through circumstances in which the incantation of his address was powerless to help 